Anglican Diocese of the South. Thank you for listening. You know, uh, I think Luke is trying to show us that when he wants us to keep the lamps trimmed and ready, in those days you had to trim down the wick and you had to make sure you had enough oil, um, that the oil there is really the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit. And, and the difficulty is some people will come and say, oh, well, where's the oil? Where's the oil? Share your oil with me. And people will say, well, we can't share your oil, our oil with you. And I think that's because, because the gospel writers are talking about the Holy Spirit at that point. Now, we can pray for the Holy Spirit to be on somebody. But each person is the lamp. Each person is a container for the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so the Lord is asking us to be right with him and, and be ready to receive the Holy Spirit and to maintain the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? That's hard for some Anglicans I know. It's hard for me too because I leak. <laughs> And I have to regularly ask the Lord to fill me with his Holy Spirit. That's not an automatic thing. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a, it's, an, it's a constant filling with the Holy Spirit. We see that in the book of Acts. And so to be, to be waiting and to be watchful and to be ready for the Lord means that we need to prepare our hearts and minds and be open to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to pour in our lives. Amen. The, the deacons that were chosen to serve the early church are leaders. They're given a different name than the apostles because the apostles have a particular ministry to do. Okay? And so in that sense, the apostles are uh, sui generis. They're not to be repeated in that sense. They, are, they will sit with Jesus and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay? So they, in the early church, they fulfill a specific role. But quickly we find out that we need more leaders in the church who can help us, uh, especially uh, in the work that's there. The works that's there is to serve others. Hence, deacon from the Greek word diakonia, to serve. Service. And for us in, who are in historic orders, the ordination to the deacon is the first step. Um, and all leadership and all um, activity and authority in the church is related to that original ordination of being a deacon. It's related to serving others, serving at table. Um, and servants at table would first wash feet in the ancient Near East, uh, prepare the guests to enjoy dinner by helping them clean up a bit and washing feet. So the symbol uh, becomes rather quickly for Jesus uh, 
and for all leaders in the church, the towel and the bowl. And it is through that service um, that we glorify the Lord. Now, some of our folks today are transitional deacons. They will probably be ordained uh, priests after trials and tribulations. Some others will maintain this diaconal ministry for the rest of their life. They'll be permanent deacons or vocational deacons. We need, we need both kinds of deacons. Um, in, in, the ancient, in the ancient reform liturgy, uh, and which is related to our liturgy today for deacons, the deacon was looked on as kind of a, a sub-priest sub dude. Okay? And um, the only, in fact, the only prayer that's not in our liturgy today is the prayer that, that says, Oh, well, Lord, if, if somehow in the future your light will shine upon this year, deacon so-and-so, that they might be raised, elevated to the priesthood. We would glorify your name. Well, we're going to glorify the Lord's name for all the deacons anyway. Amen? Um, they don't need to be elevated. They don't need to be elevated because the ministry of the church, the true understanding of what all the leadership in the church is about, is found right now in this service of making and ordering a deacon. Deacons uh, sneak around in, in the dark. They do stuff that we don't understand what's going on. Not that they're surreptitious or anything like that. Or sneaky. It's just that they're serving. They're doing stuff that's not understood and not seen. For example, our deacons will prepare the table for the communion. Our deacons will help organize the prayers of the people so that the ongoing prayers of the people can continue. Now, some deacons take that to mean that, that they should do the prayers of the people, and some liturgies kind of point that to, towards that. But I would suggest that the prayers of the people are really the prayers of the people, and that it's the deacon's task to help organize that. You see, we have a tendency in the church that when we lay hands on somebody and give them extra clothes, that we assume that then they have all this stuff to do. And that's a bad assumption. Bad, bad, bad. Another thing that the deacon does is the deacon represents Christ at the gospel reading. Now, in the liturgical churches, and for thousands of years, the people stand when the gospel is read. Now, we kind of cover that with a hymn in the Western church, which is good. We use hymns for all kinds of stuff, praising the Lord, moving bodies in and out and around, stuff like that, covering stuff, um, and, and other things as well. Praise, that would be a good thing too. Amen? But we stand at the reading of the gospel because Jesus is coming into our presence. Amen? 
and he has a word for us. Um, he, wants, he wants to specifically communicate his word this day. And, and, and so we, as a church, we choose someone to deliver the first prophecy of the day, to pray through the scriptures, uh, to study the scriptures, apply the scriptures to this congregation here present. But the first task of the deacon there is to come in to our midst and, and be Jesus. So that we hear God's word through his son, through the icon of the very God, Jesus. So in that sense, the deacon represents Jesus. And in the sense that his office is one of service, he represents Jesus too. The deacon has traditionally been um, under the authority of the bishop. Archbishop Foley reserves that authority to tell a deacon where to go or not to go. If we need somebody to fill in or somebody to help out, um, Archbishop Foley may call on somebody to do that and with a specific task in mind. Um, I don't know that he'll send you overseas or anything like that, but you never know. <laughs> Keep that bag packed, ready to go. Praise God, wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> the deacon goes and helps, helps make sure that the church is understanding the needs of the world. In other words, outside the doors, what's happening out there? Is there fire? Is there smoke? Uh, is there joy? Is there weeping? Is there sorrow? What's going on? Because you know what? When we get in this box, um, we tend to kind of focus on our needs and the things that, that are appropriate for us and our deacons are specifically assigned to make sure that we don't forget what's happening outside. Now, some churches are better at this than others, but that's a safety valve that the Lord has worked into the leadership of the church so that we don't forget what's going on outside. So these are just some of the tasks. In fact, at the end of the service, the deacon will send us out into the world. Because really, our response to everything that's happened in here today takes place beyond these walls. It takes place out there. And so the deacon sends us out into the world. By that point, we've heard the Lord Jesus He's stood in our midst and he's spoken to us. But he's also offered his body and blood to us to strengthen us. He's become one with us so that we are ready with eyes open and ears tuned to see what's going on around us, to put our lives 
on hold behind us a bit while we do what the Lord wants us to do. Amen? Now, once again, just because we've, we've invited five people to get dressed up today and we're going to lay hands on them and ask the Holy Spirit to come upon them in a special way today, that doesn't mean that they are the only ones to get to do that. Now, I see all you folks back here sitting way in the back, as far away from the bishop as possible. And the issue is, the Lord wants you all doing the same thing. And so our leaders, clergy, priests, and deacons, and bishops, are here to build up the church, equip the church. Not just sit around and have a nice clergy gathering and stuff like that, but to equip the church. Because really, you all see more people in a week than we see. You all will be ministering to all kinds of people in all kinds of places. So don't let these newly ordained leaders run around like they're the best stuff in town. They're pretty good. But they shouldn't be taking away your ministry. Amen? Okay. Wow. Praise the Lord. People are responding. Once again, that ministry comes how? How does that ministry come? Jesus says, um, be watchful. Be watchful, right? How does, that, how does our ministry come? Does it come from us? Does it come from good ideas that we have? It comes from the Holy Spirit welling up within us. And so our important, our important task is to wait on God and wait on his anointing, wait on his filling of the Holy Spirit in us so that we may obey him and do what he asks us to do.